welcome to this time together where we will look at the importance of a healthy gut microbiome and how this influences not just our immune system but also other ways that we experience life, our emotional health, our mental health and other systems of our body as well. So our human health exists as an ecosystem of its own and it is also very much influenced and reflected by our environment, by what we eat, the the places and the spaces that we spend our time in, how we communicate with ourselves, how we communicate with others, how we communicate with the world. So it's this very um, complex interplay of inner and outer. And of course, we know gut health very much reflects how we are in the world. There's a macro perspective on gut health, and then there's also the more micro perspective. So I'll look at it from both angles. And hopefully by the end of this time together, you'll have some ways that you can strengthen and support your own microbiome and that you can feel feel more more capable more able to support yourself within this realm specifically of immunity but also how it will influence other parts of your existence so the current thinking and just bear in mind that science is being like updated so fast it's being added to and updated in a way that we cannot even keep up with in our you know in our textbooks so it's something that is really I believe part of our responsibility to pay attention to the new science as it evolves and has it and 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 how we feel that it speaks to us because the days of just relying on a one kind of outer influence one kind of um, overarching human who's going to tell us what to do and how to take care of our health I do believe those days are 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 waning and really we're in a time where it's becoming more and more important that we empower ourselves with some knowledge and we understand all the different um ways that we can take care of ourselves as much as we can without getting overwhelmed because of course there's a lot of information out there so hopefully this will guide you in in some way So what we do know in current science is that around about 70% of our immunity is in our gut. Now, due to environmental pollutants, overly processed foods, toxins, exposure to heavy metals, artificial sweeteners, all of these are factors that start to induce gut microbiome toxicity. Glyphosate and other pesticides also very damaging for the gut and for the ability within our own body, within our cells, to respond and to communicate effectively. What we have in our in our own body system is this whole communication network. So signals being constantly sent from the liver to the brain, from the kidneys to the adrenals, and so on and so on. And the question really is, is how do we... Uh, enhance and enable those communication cell pathways to function as best as they can and actually as they were designed and some of this is to do with how we um, liberate energy if you like within a human cell and what we're learning is that it's not just the human cell on its own that is creating the energy. What we're actually learning is that it is the bacteria within the cell that is creating if you like the energy this bacterial known as mitochondria live within the center of the cell and these are very susceptible to toxins 
So not only is this toxicity affecting our immune health, it's also affecting our mental health. So for example, when we take antibiotics, which we know are, you know, extremely challenging for the gut to cope with, I know sometimes that seems to be the only solution is to take um, an antibiotic. And I'm definitely not here to tell you to take or to not take in certain situations. I'm just here to share some information. Um, but what we do know is that anti antibiotics, a course of antibiotics damages um, the liver and the kidneys. And this is an interesting um, statistic that I recently learned, which is that one course of antibiotics will increase your risk factor by 24% of depression within the next 12 months. Two courses of antibiotics will increase it by 44%. So when we start to, you know, to mess around in this way with our gut microbiome, there are other consequences. There are immune consequences, and then there's also mental health consequences. And what we're doing here in many ways, or what this, the, the latest science, according to some, is suggesting, is that we are actually undermining the mental capacity of the gut biome axis. And through this, it's causing some form of loss of who we really are, loss of self-identity. So another factor to consider is the water that we drink. So one of the statistics that many of us have heard is that we are around about 70% of water. And one thing that I've only just learned, I always never kind of understood that, wa that water percentage because I was always like, oh gosh, is there just like all this water like sloshing around inside of me? but it's actually in crystalline form, like almost like a jello form within our body. So it's not just like, you know, the liquid form of water that we would drink. And actually what the latest science is showing is that our biological age and the likelihood of disease is very closely correlated to how much crystal water we hold. And this crystalline water has a quality of light within it. And this is interesting if you think back to that um, definition of how we create energy in our body through the mitochondria. The crystal water holds light within it and our earth, the place that we live, our home, is able to capture solar energy in a chlorophyll form, which we can then take, turn into CO2 and other forms of CO2 and turn it into energy, turn it into like a, a battery, if you like. So sunlight is being captured between these different carbon chains. We digest it by consuming our food. We release and free up glucose, sugar, carbohydrates, and, and fatty acids. And then those are packaged into our liver. And then those are released into every single cell. Now, our cells don't have a way to process that. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to how to release that energy, that sunlight energy. So it has to be passed down to the mitochondria, the bacteria that exist within our cells. The mitochondria, they break down the CO2 and they release sunlight, if you like, into the cellular matrix. So water is, um, is crucial. The kind of water that we're taking in and the way that we are supporting our body with good, clean, clear water is really paramount in creating a, an overall foundation of health. So the question really is, is how do we get, uh, you know, what is the journey for getting water into the crystal, crystal stage within our body? How do we become more full of light so that we can repair quicker, we can recover quicker, and we can, we can stay strong and resilient? 
And what we want to do really around this is to reduce the amount of toxins in our environment and the toxins that we take in. Remembering that the mitochondria are very susceptible to toxicity, to toxicity outwardly and to toxicity inwardly. So the best thing you can do is to reduce the toxins in your environment. Secondly, get yourself out in as many diverse forms of nature as you can, as many diverse environments as you can, and start to use nature as your mirror, start to learn from her, you know, touch the trees, get your bare feet on the on the earth, go and lie down underneath a tree and look up and watch the sunlight um, speckling through the branches of the trees and just allow that coded message to start to inform you. And then, of course, reducing toxins means starting to educate ourselves if we're not already educated in this area around where are we uh, taking in those toxins. So one main way is in the foods that we're eating. So glyphosate is very well known now. And if you haven't already heard about the damaging effects of glyphosate, then um, I'll just share a little bit now so that you can start to understand what it's doing to us as, a, as an individual and as a, as, a, as a collective. So glyphosate is a herbicide that was used to kill weeds um, that would be competing with specific crops. So it was bought onto the market in 1974 under the brand name Roundup by Monsanto. And one of the keys to making glyphosate so successful, one of the reasons it took off in the way that it did, was that it also introduced a genetically modified crop called Roundup Ready in 1996. And these crops were specifically modified to make them resistant to glyphosate. So therefore the farmers could use these Roundup Ready crops through the growing process. They could use the Roundup as well to kill any kind of competing weeds, you know, supposedly good to go. Not actually the result. So since this Roundup Ready crops were introduced in 1996, global glyphosate use has risen almost 1,500%, 1,500%. Today, glyphosate is the most commonly used herbicide um, worldwide and the most heavily used weed killer in the whole of history. So effectively, the food that we're eating, if it is a Roundup Ready crop, is from seeds that are potentially full of toxins before they've even grown into the plant. Now, glyphosate is one of the most widely used pesticides, herbicides. It is legal in the UK, and it's also actually pretty commonly used. In the UK, it's just been legalized until 2025. So we'll still find it out there being used by, um, you know, by on the soil and on the crops. And of course, it's going to live in the soil even after it's stopped being used. You'll also be able to find it in DIY shops, you know, local DIY shops such as Homebase or, you know, wherever your local DIY shop might be for use in gardens. We have over 2.5 million hectares in the UK that were treated with a total of roughly 2.2 million kilograms of glyphosate in 2016. This is according to DEFRA statistics. The UK has around about 9.34 million hectares of farmland. So this means that roughly a quarter of the UK's farmland is being treated with glyphosate, a quarter. The use of glyphosate on many crops also means that so much of the or some of the food that we consume will have small res residues of glyphosate on it, including, get this, almost two thirds of the wholemeal bread out there. This is according to the Soil Association. 
Other glyphosate heavy foods are things like oats and granola bars, which, you know, a lot of us feel like when we're eating a granola bar or we're being really healthy, but actually it's full of toxins. Now, some councils in the UK are moving away from using glyphosate to control weeds on paths and curbsides and so on. Um, and this is particularly after a court case in the US ruled that one user of Roundup was awarded or was going to be awarded $80 million in damages after he developed cancer from using the weed killer. In 2015, the WHO classified glyphosate as probably carcinogenic to humans. So... I know that's like a little bit of a short history on a pesticide and it might feel very irrelevant to your health and your immunity, but it's actually very, very relevant because it's starting to deeply impact the way that our body is speaking to itself and speaking the way that the cells are able to communicate and the way that the gut is able to respond to any challenges. What it's doing is dissolving the, that communication of cells. So then we don't even know where we are. We don't know where we begin. We don't know where we end. And what some scientists are saying is that the energy is starting to leak out specifically at a cell level. So if we can't hold onto that crystalline water, then our energy starts to fade, starts to fade, starts to fade. So, you know, you may well know about people or you may well experience it yourself people who have all sorts of different health issues. And I think most of us are seeing that rise more and more, if not from ourselves, from families, from loved ones, from clients, from colleagues. There seem to be this, um, you know, this real um, challenging number of people who have very, very challenging circumstances within their health. And this may be one of the reasons why so first thing I would invite you to do is to do some research, like don't take my word for it, go do some research and see if this really is um, what you're, you know, what you're finding. I'll put some links to some things that you can have a look at below this. And then um, five things really that you can work with. The first one is to create as clean and as light a water source as you can. So tap water, particularly if you're in London, is not the best kind of water for you to drink. So create some kind of filtration system in your home if you can. There's all sorts of different ways you can do that with different um, levels of investment. And really watch out also for there's... Um, there's what I'm seeing a lot of is like a real development in um, water filter systems and new high tech water systems that are really aiming to bring the light back into the water, to bring the light codes back into the water. Lots of scientific research being done around them. So watch out for those and start to get curious about water and how it can really impact your health on all sorts of different levels. Secondly, research the foods for yourself that are glyphosate heavy. I'll put a link below so again, you can look into that a little bit deeper for yourself and start to eliminate those from your diet. Just cut them out. You know, we just have to, um, you know, we have to lead the market because if we stop buying that stuff, if we stop consuming that stuff, eventually, you know, the message is going to get through that we don't want that stuff and, and it's not, it's not going to continue to be produced. So this is where you really have power as the consumer. Um, to create the kind of food system that you wish. Thirdly, get in nature, just get out there and get some sunlight on your skin. <laughs> Even when it's chilly, get out there, get sunlight on your eyeballs, get in as many diverse environments as you can and just, you know, lie on the grass, sit on the grass, just, just lean your back against a tree 
and let everything be still and quiet for a moment and just listen, listen to the power and the, mm, the intelligence of nature all around you. This will start to impact how you behave, how you, how you make your choices. It will actually, at a very simple level, start to give us more space to make different choices. We'll start to just be reminded of who we really are and we'll start to choose differently. Fourthly, use your essential oils. If you're connected to essential oils, then use them. If you're not, then you know, reach out to me or somebody else who can help you get connected to some really good, pure, clean oils and use them. What we do know about the essential oils is that they help cellular communication. We know that the essential oils are powerful for supporting cellular communication in our body. So blends specifically related to gut health, of course, we have Zengest blend from doTERRA, which has in it a lot of seed oils, um, cardamom, coriander, has aniseed in there. It also has some ginger, which we know is super um, beneficial for the gut, has peppermint in there, which is also helpful for the gut. So this is a beautiful oil to uh, beautiful oil blend to work with for cellular health and for gut health. And then the other essential oil that comes to mind for me to work with is frankincense. So frankincense has this deep power to enter into the center of the cell and to remind and um, inform the cell of its innate health. So frankincense is one of the stellar oils to work with for this support in our whole body cellular communication you can diffuse it and just have the beautiful um, aroma of frankincense the supportive calming steadying aroma of frankincense around you as you move through your home at your office wherever it might be if you're inside bring nature in with you other people like to take it internally. They like to put a little bit, maybe just on um, the end of their finger and then place that on the roof of their mouth or a drop sublingually under the tongue. Um, placing it topically on the skin is also a very helpful way to access the benefits of frankincense that will then be working its way into your bloodstream very effectively and very quickly and starting to harmonize and balance everything there. And then the fifth thing that you can do is you can start to take a, a cleansing program, whatever that might be for you. doTERRA have a really nice 30-day cleanse that you can dip into. And you could then also be working with probiotics, which we also have a really beautiful selection of probiotics. So our microbiome is this complex ecosystem full of bacteria, protozoa, fungi, all making various different like little messengers, messenger signals that can start to transmit long distances. So we're looking to clean up that pathway so that those signals can be heard, so that the correct signals can be heard within the body. So one very simple way that you could do a, a, like a very mini easy cleanse is to use the product that doTERRA created called GX Assist. So this is a combination of pure essential oils with caprylic acid formulated to be used just for 10 days to clean out the gut. Then once you have done that process, not at the same time, but after you've done that 10 day process, then you add in PB assist. So you stop taking the GX assist and then you start taking the PB assist. I'll put a link to some more information about um, GX assist below. So you can go and have a look at the ingredients and explore and see if it's for you. 
And then the probiotics that we have, soon to be reformulated, but the ones that we have at the moment, the PB Assist, are fantastic. They have prebiotic fiber. They have six strains of probiotic microorganisms in this unique um, capsule. So it's a double-layered vegetable capsule, which means that it's able to um, bypass the stomach and move down into the intestine, which is where we actually want into the gut, which is where we actually want all of those um, millions of bacteria to be, um, to be populated. Good, good. I think that's I think that's mostly what I wanted to say. There's also if you if you struggle with taking supplements, there's also a powdered form of the probiotic called PB Assist Junior, and this is really designed specifically for children or adults who have trouble swallowing pills. And this as well has um, you know billions of live cells all in a different unique blend, different probiotic strains selected specifically for their their benefits for gut health. So the main benefits of taking your probiotics are this positive balance and proliferation of beneficial bacteria, a healthy intestinal microflora to support, of course, healthy digestion and immune system, to support a healthy GI tract, particularly the intestines and the colon, and to support optimal metabolism and food absorption. Now you can also think about other foods that you can use to support this. So taking a kefir, a clean kefir. I happen to like a goat's kefir, so I'll put the link to the one that I particularly like to use. Um, you know, and all of the other foods that we know, sauerkraut that have um, this beneficial um, quality of repopulating the gut with a wide variety of different bacteria. Good. So I hope this is helpful for you. I hope you've understood a little bit about how powerful you can be in taking control of your own health simply by, you know, these very simple techniques and these very, very simple systems that you would easily and can easily, I hope, implement or add to if you already have some in place. Good. I hope this has been useful for you and I will see you very soon. Much, much love. <laughs>